Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a data breach at Yak and Yeti restaurant may have exposed some sensitive guest information. A string of burglaries at Saratoga Springs ends with an arrest. Uh, we'll have the top five trip planning threads from Disboards.com for the month of January. And we'll close the show with our review of the San Angel Inn at the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 872, for the week of February 9th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Jackie Gailey. Hi, everybody. Steve Porter. Hello. And back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. So, hello, everyone. Hope you're having a good week. And uh, I, I know I am. Had a good Super Bowl Sunday. Had a nice party here. Did you guys, do, any, did you guys do anything for Super Bowl? We did not. We, we played were, touch football in the yard. <laughs> we did flag football. We were supposed to have people over, but someone wasn't feeling good. So we just had a quiet day. Oh, yeah! I had like twenty-five people here. It's cool. We, had we watched. Cookout. We watched the halftime show. Halftime show was was Boring. good. I thought it was good. Boring. No. Boring. No. <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? Can he not stand up straight? Oh, Chris why, Martin. Why does he sing like a monkey? I think it was because Bruno Mars is so short that he felt sad. No, 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 no. He no, does no. it all the time. No, look up any video of Chris Martin. Yeah, no, he's he always. He's always. three feet tall. He's always crouching he's, around. He's used to subjugating before Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, <laughs> I think that might that might be it. Well, I thought it was a mess. I thought it was good. I thought it was. I good. thought the we stage was cool. That the, the stage, the video stage. Yeah, dancing on TVs is fun. Yeah, that's cool. We should do that. I we should we should do that. We should the make table. this table. Yeah. Um, well, again, welcome to the show, everyone. Couple things in housekeeping. Um, People, I, and I meant to like get details on this, uh, so you guys are going to have to help me out here. Uh, I'm getting asked a lot by people when the team is going to be in the parks. And uh, as I mentioned, that everybody's in the parks now uh, every week, at least once. And uh, it changes month to month, though. So for this month, for example, on Mondays, Craig and I are in Epcot. Um, where are JL and Rhino today? They're, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. They're in Animal Kingdom today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Rhino and Steve are at Hollywood Studios. Holly- or, no, uh, Downtown Disney. Downtown, Even they don't know. Downtown Disney. Um, you and Kathy on Thursdays are doing the Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom, and then Craig and JL on Fridays is at Hollywood Studios. Yes, sir. And so that's uh, you know what each month. I'll go ahead and I'll let you know where everybody's going to be. I will say this for Kevin and I, we don't have a day. We're not going to do a day in the parks, but we have been joining Pete and Craig on their Monday day for our lunch. And we do a review. It's working out, I think it's working out pretty I good agree. on the days I show up. <laughs> I was recovering from my party um, yesterday. So I wasn't at uh, Epcot for the San Angelin review, but I missed it. Yeah, you did miss it. You have to go by yourself now and eat <laughs> as punishment. <laughs> But if you want, you know, if you're interested in Kevin and I, that's usually where we're going to be wherever uh, wherever I am. Pete and Craig are. And we met a listener yesterday. Yeah. We met Chris we at the restaurant. Met you met a few um, as you've been coming into the parks to we have. do this. So. Hmm, as a punishment, though, huh? He'll have to go by himself? Yes, exactly. Don't give it away. Yeah, I don't want to give this away. All right. <laughs> um, People don't know what we think. So that's the current park schedule. Uh, and also want to remind everyone about the various shows that we do uh, all week. And every Monday on DizUnplugged.com and on YouTube, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. And uh, coming up this Monday, what do we have? This past Monday, yesterday, we uh, uh, put up the 
show where Craig Williams talked about his Adventures by Disney backstage magic adventure. Uh, it was great. Craig had a lot of great pictures and yeah. a lot of cool information from that trip. So make sure you check it out. That's what's up now. And then coming up next week, we have a special guest. Heather Weil joined us for a rather spirited discussion. That was a very lively conversation we had. About my Disney experience and what a veteran Disney World traveler experiences on a, on a trip nowadays with all the changes. I think a lot of folks who are in her position who are frequent travelers will enjoy the conversation because there's a lot of different views on it. I thought it was a great conversation. Yeah, it was a very, very lively conversation. It was fun. I'm going to jump in here. If you're interested in doing the trip that Craig took, the backstage magic trip, we have one coming up. We have one coming up October 23rd through the 28th. I got stuck there. And if you're interested in going to Switzerland and Italy, well, Italy and Switzerland with us, it is October 20th, October, August 28th. I'm going to start over. It's August 28th through September 3rd. Pete, you were right. You questioned my date last time. I had the date wrong. I kept saying September 2nd. It's September 3rd. And if you're interested in doing it, I kind of, we have a time frame. We're not traveling till August, but there may come a point where I have to release the rooms I'm not using. So if you're interested in joining us, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Awesome. Um, also, every Monday uh, on uh, disunplug.com and on YouTube, but also on Sunday evenings at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on mixler.com, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, this coming Sunday, Monday, uh, the Disneyland team celebrates the fifth anniversary of that show. It has been five years that uh, wow. they've been doing that show. And actually, uh, to help uh, celebrate that, Tom Bell will be here in the studio with us next week. So, Do looking we have to for- buy him anything? Yes. Okay. You have to buy him tribute. Um, <laughs> and then t- uh, Tony Spatel chooses- Five years, I think, are lift shoes. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, what? He's watching. Oh, sorry. He's watching. He can hear you. He can hear you. Um, and uh, Tony Spatel is going to choose the top five snacks for under $5 at the, at the Disneyland Resort. So that's coming up next week. Um, this uh, Every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplugged.com. Uh, the trip with Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles. Do we have any idea what they're talking about? Oh, and Jackie Gailey. That's right. You're on the show, too. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Did. That's okay. So used to saying that. I know. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, we're talking. We're doing a off-site hotel review this week on the Hawthorne Suites right around the corner from Disney Springs. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so. hopefully the electric company won't be doing any work on the lines. That's what I'm hoping. Because we... Uh, we got last Wednesday at 10 o'clock. They cut yeah. my power. Yeah, so there was no trip, but we're still going to, you guys aren't going to miss anything because we're still going to talk about the same thing that we were going to do last week. So it'll be awesome. good. Yeah. And that's this Wednesday. And of course, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplug.com, the universal edition of the Disunplug with Craig Williams, Rhino Clavin, and Jenny Lynn Knopp. And Craig, what are you talking about this week? Oh, well, you know, I'm winging it right now. I We were supposed to talk about Mardi Gras, but then it poured in Orlando all day on Saturday. So we didn't get to go do-do Mar- Mardi Gras. Um, so <laughs> hopefully we'll have a dining review or something fun ready for you. If not, I guess I'm going to get fired. Yes, I think you probably will. <laughs> all right. So that's what we have coming up for our shows. <laughs> so this, there's that. This week. Anything else for housekeeping? Housekeeping, housekeeping. No? I have something totally that doesn't relate to anything. Darlene Love's going to be at Epcot, and I think that's the most exciting thing I've ever heard, and I'm not going to be here. So you should go see Darlene Love so you can tell Who is she? She's going to be at the Flower Power Garden. I don't know who she is. You do. (laughs) Christmas, baby, please come home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, On the Phil Spector Christmas grift for you. Oh, that sort of... She survived? She did. Oh, gosh, Darlene Love is amazing. Okay. And I'm not going to be here, so I can't come. Okay, okay. I'm sad for you. Not nearly as sad as I am. Harry Porter, uh, anything from you? Uh, well, we never wished a happy birthday to or happy anniversary to uh, California Adventure. We on the Daily Fix two days ago, so or whatever. Do you it was. think it's upset with us? 
No, I'm just saying that you get a shout out. So I'm doing it Well, actually, you mentioned the Daily Fix. I should do a plug for the Daily Fix uh, for those who aren't aware. Every Monday, every every weekday at noon Eastern uh, up on DizUnplugged.com and on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash DizUnplugged. The Daily Fix, we kind of give you a five minute or less overview of what's going on that day in the news and on the boards and on the Diz. And it's a lot of fun to do. We also realized the other day, unfortunately, we we missed Bob's birthday. Oh, right. Yeah, it was Bob's birthday. So Bob would have been 102. No, that's Walt. Oh, sorry. How old would Bob have been? I have no idea. Far too young. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Because he was, what, 55 when he died? Probably, yeah. So he would have been like 61, 62? Something, something like that. Because mm-hmm. he died in 08. Died in 08, so yeah, if he's 55, he just turned 55 when right before he died. So, okay, you do the math. Happy birthday, Bob. Um, miss you. Also, uh, Corey would probably want to say happy Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, Corey's in, uh, Corey's in New Orleans doing his Mardi Gras thing. Dead or alive. He left up there last time. What's that? He left the, the beads up there in spirit, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, because we all have to celebrate it. He's got an amazing suit on today, though. Oh really? I haven't uh, been looking. No, it's it's Is that, that Century Twenty One suit. It's orange. <laughs> yeah, it's no, quite I've fabulous. That an interesting hat Have you? Too. And he found a twin there that has the same suit on. So there's a picture of the two of them with the same. Orange well, they suit. all have to wear their suit. Ah. Oh yeah. Look, he's wearing his unplugged orange. It's quite awesome. <laughs> This is fascinating TV, I bet. <laughs> it really is. I'm sure you people are just thrilled by this. All right, so if, if there's nothing else for housekeeping, throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. Arrests and burglaries at Saratoga Springs. The Orange County Sheriff's Office is investigating a string of burglaries at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. According to a report in the Orlando Sentinel, there have been more than 20 cases of theft dating back to late December. In December, two suspects were seen trying to enter a room, and upon being seen by sheriff's deputies, fled to a near fled to nearby Disney Springs. At Disney Springs, they were apprehended by law enforcement. Laura, oh my gosh, John law, forgot his glasses. I did. I forgot my glasses. Law enforcement officials, and were found with quote several pieces of electronic equipment, including seven iPhones a laptop, and an iPad that belonged to victims in two other burglaries at Disney's Old Key West Resort. The two suspects from Orlando, Jake Lauren Blair, 25, and Minoska Gillen, 19, were still in jail this week on grand theft charges. The article added that, in many instances, victims of the burglaries had not responded, had not reported them to the sheriff's office, instead reporting them to only to the Disney security at their respective resorts. The article further alleges that there have been no more burglaries reported since Blair and Gillen were arrested. Guilty. Death penalty. Next. <laughs> How do you explain seven iPhones? If you're um, getting that many reports of things being stolen out of your room, why is the resort not reporting this? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, was was one of my, that was my question. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, you know, they're talking about there's been more than 20 cases of theft. I guess I guess because I don't do this for a living. Um, how do you how do you get into these hotel rooms? I have trouble getting into my hotel room even when I have. Yeah, I can never make that key work. <laughs> One of the things that I don't know if it was in this or not. I they said that they were prying open the sliding glass door on the ground floor rooms. Oh. That's how they were getting in through that sliding glass door. So, which makes me think those need to be a little bit more secure. Or people need to report it when they see people with or a crowbar. People also need to remember to lock those. So, I think a lot of times people forget yeah. to lock those. Yeah. I notice when I, we stay in a lot of hotels because we travel so much. Do you notice how many people prop their door open with that, you know, that yeah, little they, harp thing that you put over the knob in the back so nobody can open it. You walk by and there's lots of rooms where that's propped open. And I think that's not really safe. No. People fall into the Disney bubble and they think they're safe and mm-hmm. nothing bad will happen to me. And unfortunately it does, you know, and there are people out there who are going to prey on that, that you're not paying attention, mm-hmm. that you're having a good time. You're not aware of your surroundings. That's there. not only true at Disney. That's what happens in New York city. That's yeah, what happens in any place. There's right. pickpockets. I'm really upset that the resort isn't, 
reporting these to the police. Like, what's that number? How many times does it have to be called into the front desk before they report it to the well, police? Well, I also want to know if some, if your something is stolen out of your hotel room, wouldn't you, if you were going to claim insurance, wouldn't you have to have a police report? And I mean, iPhones aren't cheap things. Right. I would report it. You want to I would too want... much Mysteries of Laura. They're all <laughs> I would, very, very I would detective. Want, I would here. want a police report. If I pass this along to my homeowner's insurance, they're going to ask me for one. So why isn't the resort doing it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and also, okay, it happens one time. Okay. It happens twice. They start thinking about it. Third and fourth time, she starts saying, this is a real problem. We got to fix something. Once yeah. you're up to 20. Yeah. There's no excuse. I mean, now we have a trend. Yeah. Like, I would think it would be a trend at, at five, five yeah. three, even. Well, um, okay, That's know. the limit of my outrage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad these people were caught, for sure. Definitely. There's a death penalty. Right. Next. All right. Several Disney hotels named best. Several Disney hotels were listed on the U.S. News and World Report, uh, reports annual rundown of best hotels. The list is broken down into a variety of categories. The Disney area hotels are listed in categories focusing on Florida and Orlando. In the, quote, best hotels in Florida category, the Four Seasons Resort Orlando and Walt Disney World Resort took the number in Walt Disney World Resort took the number two spot. The other Orlando hotel in the top ten were, was the Villas of Grand Cypress. These, these two hotels were also ranked first and second on the Best Orlando Walt Disney World list. So does that mean that Villas of Grand Cypress was ranked number one? Really? The other hotel on the top ten was the Villas of Grand Cypress. Um, they were raced, raced, They were ranked first and second, but it doesn't say which one was which. The Four Seasons was second on the overall Best Hotels in Florida list. You bring up the actual list itself. I want to see the list. Um, the best in Orlando category had five Disney hotels on the top ten. Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa was number five. Disney's Wilderness Lodge was number six. Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge was number seven. Disney's Beach, Beach Club Resort was number nine. And Disney's Boardwalk Inn was number ten. Now, number one is Four Seasons. The Four Seasons is the number one in the Disney area, they're saying. Number two is Villas of Grand Cypress. Number three, the Ritz-Carlton of Orlando, Grand Lakes. Number Love. four, the Waldorf Astoria. Grand Floridian doesn't show up till number five. I also think, I mean, could we narrow that down any further? The best hotels of Orlando and Disney World. I mean, I, I think it would be a slap in the face to any of those if they weren't on that list. I, I mean, if you did the best hotels in Florida. But I, I'm, I'm more concerned concerned or curious by the fact that the Grand Floridian does not show up on this list. Again, this specific best hotels in Orlando, Disney world area, the Grand Floridian is number five. And I'm not arguing necessarily with the fact that the Waldorf is amazing. I don't think it beats the Grand Floridian personally. Um, I've stayed at both several times. The Ritz Carlton, very nice hotel. Again, if you're here on business, it's great. Um, I wouldn't the stay there. Central I wouldn't stay. It's, it's yeah. that huge one. Yeah. That's the one on Central Florida That's Parkway. The worst location. It ever. is. It's a terrible location. Far, yeah. Villas of Grand Cypress. That one kind of has me scratching my head. Four Seasons. I haven't stayed at yet, but I can certainly understand a Four Seasons being on the list. Uh, Wilderness Lodge comes in at number six. Animal Kingdom Lodge at number seven. Okay, I've been doing this 18 years. The Alfond Inn. I had never heard of it I either. have <laughs> never heard of the Alfond Inn. It's next to Roland Col uh, Roland's College. It's a boutique hotel. I, I don't know. How do you even call that Disney World area? I, I don't or is know. Is there a Roland's campus somewhere close it's to Disney World? It's in Winter Park. It's yeah, that falls under, isn't this the best of Orlando list you're reading? Best of Orlando, Walt Disney World. Oh, wow. Somebody needs to let the people at U.S. News and World Report know Winter Park is not near Walt Disney World. <laughs> they don't no. even want to be Orlando. No, they don't. They don't. Um, so the Alfond Inn uh, is number eight. Disney's Beach Club Resort is number nine. And the Boardwalk is number ten. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. I that you know, I was already I was already a little suspicious. When I got to Grand Floridian at number five, 
when the Alphand is number eight in Disney World area, I, I question the, the validity of this Should be list. Your seven and seven out there. Yeah. 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 You're within Alphand. walking distance. We need to go visit the Alphand <laughs> Inn for sure. I don't. I want to. Hold on. Let me just add this. I just loaded more. Um, Universal doesn't show up until number 11, and Hard Rock is the highest rating that Universal gets, followed by Portofino Bay, followed by Yacht Club at number 13. Um, Does it list what their criteria is? Apparently, I don't know. I don't know. Because you look at some the of The Polynesian is, is, doesn't come in until number 18. It's crazy. I feel like being close to the parks was not one of their criteria. No. But if you're going to say Disney World area, what, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It should be in the tourist corridor then. Mm-hmm. And Winter Park is by no means and no measure in the tourist corridor. So I don't know. Hmm, I'd like to talk to whoever made that list. Uh, the Four Seasons, like the Ritz, those it. are really yeah. good hotels. But I also wonder how much of that is the name. You know, those are names that are branded to be. No, I'm sure they must quality. have. They, they must have. Uh, but if it's by readers, a secret shopper. Was it by readers voting? I'm guessing. Then you know, people send, tend to see those names and respond to those names. Well, they have that. There's a reason for that. Yeah, because they don't have high quality. Right? right. I mean, they've established themselves. All right, U.S. News and World Report: Death penalty next. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> just handed them out today. I'm just handing them out. <laughs> Data breach at Yak and Yeti. Death penalty. There you go. <laughs> the restaurant group Landry's Inc. reported a data breach at several of their Orlando res- restaurants. The only Walt Disney World restaurant affected is Yak and Yeti at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Guests who paid with a credit card between May 8th and December 3rd, 2015, should check their credit card statements for unauthorized activity. Magic Band payments were not affected. Landry's also owns the Rainforest Cafe restaurants. Uh, at Animal Kingdom and Disney Springs, but those were not affected. Other Orlando venues in the breach include Landry's, include Landry's Seafood from May 8th to November 19th and Bubba Gum Shrimp at Universal from May 8th to December 3rd, 2015. Okay, so here's, here's this. Um, Landry's restaurants suck. So... If you're one of these people who was affected, it is karma punishing you for being stupid enough to eat at one of their restaurants. The data breach. I'm kidding. Now we know I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Before they start pitchforks and pitchforks and torches. Your door. Um, th- but I, yeah, I'm glad I don't eat at any of the Landry's because I, I really do think they're a. a they could have gone with a better a better management organization than Landry's in my opinion for these, but I think what's interesting is it specifically says magic bands are not affected. Disney could use this, you know, mm-hmm. this could be, this, these are now more secure than using your actual physical credit card to pay for something. They are because the information is in your profile online. Right. I think so more importantly, good. no one can can walk away with your magic band. They can walk away mm-hmm. with your credit card. They can use a swiper oh, to get it. That's a good point that, yeah. you know, that, here at a place where there was a breach where credit cards and magic bands are taken it was the credit card information that was compromised and not the magic bands mm-hmm. well the credit card can be used elsewhere I mean you can't use your that's magic band to buy you know a 60 inch TV at Best Buy that's true too that's another yeah. no, but the whole, more the whole thing you know the whole thing behind the security of the magic bands was that none of your actual credit card information is on the magic band yeah. it's something that points to your, your folio with Disney and that's under a separate layer of security so, and if someone was able to get that number, they could still purchase stuff online. They'd have to know your pin. So that's the really cool thing about them. Because even if they did snag your magic band, even if somebody like ran by your restaurant and grabbed your magic band from you, you just have to get on the app or get on mydisneyexperience.com and deactivate that particular magic band and you're done. Right. So, and they couldn't even go to like the world of Disney and try to buy something because when you try to use your magic band to pay for something at any of the stores, you have to enter your four digit pin number that you set. So they would have to know that. But that doesn't mean that someone hasn't been tracking you all day because they saw that you're, you know, buying up stuff left and right. So they just kind of hang out and try to look and see what numbers you're putting in. Yeah. Uh, They'll always find a way. Another, another good thing too, is if you have to cancel your magic band, 
that's a lot less big of a deal than having to cancel, cancel your, your credit, credit card. card. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's true. Especially thing. if you're on vacation and that's you know your sole credit card and that's what you plan to use for the whole trip. Magic bands for everybody everywhere. Everything. There you go. Done. I, I just think that Disney Done. has an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Magic all around. Make it so. <laughs> Disney I'm going to go try and smack my bracelet against the thing in public. <laughs> <laughs> Do you put your Cartier watch against it. See what happens. I just think Disney has an opportunity here to sort of use this to their advantage. Oh. Yeah. And and kind of put the screw to uh, Landry's in the process. All right. Landry sucks. We don't. That'll do it Great for the news. Line. All right. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire. And we'll start with you, John. All right. Uh, last week's news story, we talked about the person that went to, tried to get into Disneyland Paris with uh, guns and who was caught. Well, it turns out that uh, he has been given house arrest. He's been sentenced to six months at his home where he lives with his mother in the southwest of Paris, the 28-year-old. Um, he must wear an electronic tracking bracelet and is banned from carrying firearms for five years. Um, and they don't believe that he was part of any terrorist threat. So there's an update on that story if you're interested. All right. So there. Well, yeah, we had, we talked about this in the Daily Fix the other day. That mm-hmm. uh, you know, it turns out that after the the Paris attacks, he was being harassed. He was a Muslim being harassed after the Paris attacks, and he so badly that he felt he needed to carry a gun. And I think it's a real sad statement. A gun. Sad. But didn't he have a suitcase full of guns and ammunition? No, he had a gun and a lot of oh. ammunition. Oh, then I, that's new information. I thought he had an automatic weapon. No, oh, I thought it was a handgun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We don't know anything. Don't trust us. <laughs> really? We're not really reliable. <laughs> Say my name. Kevin. <laughs> that was a bit creepy. <laughs> oh, man. For the 17th that. year in a row, Victorian Albert's restaurant at Walt Disney World at the Grand Floridian, number five on the list, has been nominated <laughs> or has been named a five diamond establishment. Among the 64 restaurants that received the distinction this year, there were two other Florida venues. Those include the Palm Door at the Biltmore Hotel, or the Bilt, yeah, the Biltmore Hotel in Coral Gables, and Salt at Amelia Island's Ritz Carlton. Victorian Alberts offers a variety of dining options. Blah blah blah. Um, AAA inspectors rate the restaurants on food quality, customer service, and atmosphere. I also think the food court at that Alopecia Resort got one too. <laughs> the Alopecia Resort. What was the name of that resort? Alphonse. Um. Okay, I have one more, and it's really fast. ABD is announcing, well, they've announced them, but they're going to release them on February 16th. They're going to Montana. Uh, This is different than the Montana that they already have. This is an exhilarating new trip featuring glamping. This is their word. That's glamorous camping. Just outside Yellowstone National Park, a dude ranch experience in beautiful Big Sky and other excursions through Yellowstone and the amazing landscapes. No. That sounds amazing. No. Um, that makes me. Death penalty. Next. That, <laughs> using the word glamping makes me cramping. <laughs> Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia. History comes alive as we bring back the immersive adventure of some of America's most iconic landmarks filled with surprise encounters and characters from the past. An interactive scavenger hunt and storytelling at every stop along the way. And finally, Walt Disney World Resort in Central Florida, an unforgettable new trip that includes backstage access to the theme parks, VIP Disney experiences, incredible dining opportunities, as well as kayaking and airboating in the wilds of Florida. December or uh, February 16th, these will be uh, available. If you are interested, I'm going to plug myself again, Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. That second trip is one they've had before. That's it is a spirit of Philadelphia, whatever it was called. Spirit of America. Spirit of America. Um, so they really spirit the, of America. 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 <laughs> God bless all countries, especially America. It's a tribute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly me. All right. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Jackie. Okay, so the Minnie Mouse collection at Sephora will be making its debut online and in stores in April. Everyone, run, get it now. (laughs) Nothing says Minnie Mouse like, you know, tardy makeup. Oh, it's so cute, you guys. Seriously cute. And Minnie Mouse is my very favorite. (laughs) Tart-like, I think is what he was going for. As opposed to late. speaking. (laughs) (laughs) He channeled Al. I mean, look at that compact. Look at that. With that bow. Oh, 
You guys, I have Minnie Mouse earrings. Seriously, she's my favorite. I'm very excited about it. And gosh so, darn it, Sephora is going to see you coming. Sephora, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not usually into all that makeup stuff, but my little teenager is, and I'll tell you what, we're going to... She's going to look like Minnie Mouse? Mm, well... You know the difference between actually, Mickey and Minnie? Eyelashes and a bow. Yeah. That's true when you're drawing... Well, it. and some colors, too, maybe. No, when you're drawing Minnie Mouse, it's yeah. eyelashes and a bow. Oh. So Minnie is just Mickey and drag. Is what you're saying. That's what this makeup helps you achieve. <laughs> See? Well, now, it doesn't come in Minnie Mouse colors. The range includes an eyeshadow palette with 20 shades of both neutrals and brights, and then a five-piece set of polka dot brushes, a compact mirror that flips out into the shape of mouse ears. Oh, I like it. I love that thing. That is so cute, you guys. Um, anyway, can't wait for April. Okay, really I just exciting. threw up a little in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> it's way cute. Mm-hmm. And those polka dot brushes, yeah, cute. Uh, yeah, you know, and I know that you know the vast majority of our audience are women, so I'm sure you guys are going to love this. I just, I'll give you some white oh. out. You can paint polka dots on your brushes. There you go. Now, one more thing I want to tell you guys: when I was at Trendy, a little bit, of, a couple weeks, uh, well, no, a few days ago, last weekend, um, they <laughs> now we're whatever. Down what month was it? I don't know what day it is. You would do great actually. under interrogation. I know. I, I have no idea what when day it there? is actually. <laughs> My car just points me to the place I need to be, and hopefully it's the right day and time. Um, Recently, when I was at Trendy, there was a little sign by the cash register that said, follow Mini Style. (laughs) Mini Style. So it's M-I-N-N-I-E-S-T-Y-L-E, which is the official Instagram account for all things mini-inspired. So this is where I found out about this Sephora line. And if you're into Minnie Mouse, that's a really fun Instagram account to follow. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Jackie. You bet. Harry Porter. All right. We have Google Street View is coming to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so are they going to drive the car down like I was the same street? question. No, have a, you ever seen the car? It yes. went to our neighborhood at like 90 miles an that's hour. A, that's a big complaint with those. Oh, oh my, my gosh. They were going so fast. It, that's what drew, well, the fact that it looked like Nine Eye. But, um, <laughs> but he went through our neighborhood, which is a really quiet residential neighborhood. I'm guessing it was closer to 70 miles an hour. Oh, I've seen it before, but it wasn't yeah. speeding like that. Oh, geez. I would assume this is when they're not going to be he in the has, park. Uh, you can check it out online. Uh, we have oh, a news story about walking it. walking with a backpack. Oh, yep. Here we go. Okay. We have a picture right there. Oh. Um, yeah, it's just like a, a guy was had it strapped around like a backpack, um, and he was walking around. People were tweeting all day. Uh, pictures of him were taken going to Tom Sawyer's Island at the TTC. And all around the Magic Kingdom. So, Craig, I want you wearing that in the parks. Is that a helmet? No, it's, it's just where the cameras are, I guess. It's a backpack. This, I don't know. I think Here's it's a scoliosis brace. brace I actually. It's just sure. Queen Elizabeth. It's just Queen Elizabeth uh, thing. So he's got the big thing behind his head. Well, you gave us the uh, Jobies, and I had the 360 camera attached on top of it. And for a second, I was thinking about actually putting it on top of my head and. You know, putting the arms around it. And Explain then to people like listening what a Joby is. Oh, I thought he meant a, job. a Joby is a um, it's a tripod that basically it bends to whatever you want to put it around. So if you see a light pole, you can just twist the arms around it so that way it can be elevated. So I want you, you want. to wear it like a crown on your head with the 360 camera. On I actually think that's a brilliant idea. Don't anyone it steal it. I, I remember it. he's so tall. <laughs> Not gonna really get a good shot of that. No, we'll get a we'll, we'll get a shot of play, uh, airplanes going overhead. <laughs> a bird's eye view. <laughs> so I would like to follow him with a camera and watch people take pictures of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, thank you, Steve. Yep. Over to you, Gregory. Okay, so uh, if you watch the Daily Fix, then you already know this. If you didn't, then it's brand new information for you. Uh, the Skipper Canteen, the Jungle Cruise restaurant in the Magic Kingdom, they are. Uh, going to start testing same-day reservations from February 12th to the 27th. So uh, it works for lunch or dinner. All you have to do is go on to jungleskippercanteen.com or call 407-993-1933, and you'll be able to make reservations for your lunch and dinner uh, as long as it's for that day. It's not in the future. We should Um, call that number and make crank phone calls. (laughs) Like try and like insist on making reservations for like six months from now. Can I talk to the skipper? <laughs> <laughs> Little buddy. <laughs> this is Marianne. <laughs> this is Marianne. I want to talk to the skipper. 
<laughs> These guys are a bunch of teenagers, I'm telling you. No, worse. <laughs> worse. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. We're going to move on and talk to Ms. Jackie Galley, our community manager on Disboards.com, about the top five trip planning threats. Yes. On the on the board. So uh, for January. So what did you come up with? Well, so I have four number five. I've got stateroom Mickey ears and then some. Now I haven't been on a Disney cruise ship, so I did not know that each. You know, she keeps mentioning this. She wants me to send her like every time I see her. I've oh. never been on a Disney cruise. Is this like oh, the no. U.S. News and World Report survey of the top hotels, or is this no, like no. Jackie's survey of the top threads, or is there some sort of mechanical? No, no, I was so fascinated by this. And I, I thought how clever of them to have made these doors magnetic. Well, because, this was, you know, uh, this is either our top thread or our second top or, or second to the top uh, last year or the year before. So, oh, I love it. I, I was fascinated by all of the pictures that people bring all these things to put on their doors. And, you know, for those of you guys that have been on cruises, this is probably old news for you, but we've got some really talented people on the cruise line board that actually make, so there's a porthole on the door and this lady makes mouse ears to go on those portholes. It's actually just the number for your door. Oh, is it? Okay. It's shaped like a porthole, but but you can't see in or out of it. It's just a round disc with your room number on it. Okay. Got it. Okay. That's why I like to say I haven't been. Well, it's a great thread. It's a great thread if you, for those who want to decorate their stateroom doors uh, on, on, on the cruise line, which a lot of people do. Yeah. And I know that if I, my family went on one and I didn't know this, I would be kind of bummed to walk through the halls and see all of these super fun things on all the doors if we didn't have stuff like this to go on ours. So John and my door has the police tape across it. Ah, well, you know, there's always that. I actually have a roll of that in the Halloween box. <laughs> anyway, one of our posters has made some great Mickey ears that'll fit perfectly around those little portholes for your room number. And she's got precise instructions for printing them out so that they'll fit exactly right. And we're talking detailed step-by-step, even if you're not a technical kind of person. There's detailed step-by-step instructions in the first post of the thread. They're really adorable. And she'll even, you know, like if you wanted to have it customized and maybe throw a birthday hat on, you know, she'll she'll do that kind of stuff. So really cute. Really cute. So that's the number five thread for January. Um, number four. Now, don't mind this date. It's the 2014 confirmed snack threads. But here's the thing. This thread is really busy, was busy all last year, still busy now. And what happens is people go in and they they add things to it as they visit the parks. So this thread was started well, by... Just, just for uh, clarification for anybody who may not be sure what we're talking about here. This is about snacks that you can get when you use the Disney dining plan. Yes. So if you are you, if you're on the Disney dining plan, you know, depending on which plan you have, you get snacks every day mm-hmm. uh, for as part of the plan. I was going to say for free, but it's not free. But as part of the plan, so these are this is a thread that discusses what people what snacks people are finding that you can use on the Disney dining plan. Yeah. Yep. It's really neat, and it was started by Disney Days on the actual Disney dining plan sub forum, which is on our Disney restaurant board. So you can find it there. Um, although it was started originally back in 20, 2014, excuse me, 2014. If something was a snack credit back then on the Disney Dining Plan, it likely still is. And as things are added or discovered, our posters come back and they update the thread with their findings. So, and a lot of times they'll post pictures of all the things. And, you know, I one of the things that gets talked about a lot is that people have when they get the Disney dining plan, they have a lot of snack credits left at the end of their vacation and they're not really sure what to do with them all. And when I used to fly in with my family from Seattle, we would go and get non-perishable items and shove them in our suitcase. So, you know, it's always fun to bring a little bit of that magic home. So don't let those go. Yeah, those magical Fritos. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> these are from Disney those little Mickey Mouse pretzels. These are magical Fritos. Or the thing they have that really disturbs me is they have the Chip and Dale chocolate covered raisins. Oh yeah, look, kind of looks like you know <laughs> poop. If you really look at it. Yeah, those are. It's yeah. chipmunk poop. It's chipmunk poop. It kind of oh, yeah. looks like that. But the Chip and Dale's little little cheese its they look like they look they're kind of a knockoff of Goldfish crackers, but they're shaped like little Mickey heads. Those are some of the best little mm-hmm. things. Mm. 
Okay. So number send her three. On a cruise. What's that? <laughs> you have to send her on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually three. thinking about going. With Jackie? Well, I wasn't necessarily. Oh. But <laughs> I'm actually thinking about going. Make, I, I haven't been on like the fantasy or the, or the dream in eons. So. Oh. They're pretty ships. From the pictures, anyway. From afar. From afar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. From afar. We need Indeed. tissues. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm a Disney vacation newbie. Um. So now, speaking of being a Disney vacation newbie, actually, uh, number three for January is anyone else's Disney World expertise caused them problems. This was started by Jetku on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies forum. Um, this poster wonders if knowing less about the Walt Disney World Resort would have improved his planning and travels, maybe. Um, you know, it, years and years ago, maybe not, but now it's everything's there's a lot of conversation on this thread talking about perspectives from both sides so you know i years ago i think back to when i was planning our first walt disney world vacation i didn't know anything and so everything that happened on that trip was really cool anything that was extra special that i hadn't read about was really cool and now that i've lived in florida for a couple years it's kind of um I'm not going to say that it's not as special because you guys all know how I am. Magic is magic. I don't ever let anything diminish that. But sometimes it's nice to not know because it's it's just kind of fun. So anyway, really interesting conversation going on there. If you want to join that one, and you might learn something. That's new. been a very that's been a very active thread for a while now. Yeah, uh, since it's a it good got one. posted, it it start, it got a lot of attention when it first got posted and stayed very active. We were walking out of the park the other day. Actually, it was last week. And I said to Jen, I feel very, very lucky to have had the early Disney experience that I had. Because I went to the park before the internet. I went to the park when you got a brochure in the mail, and that was the information you had. Or you talked to someone who went. I feel very thankful that I got to experience that. I liked going back and walking into the park and finding something was new. Mm -hmm. And there are days when I still... I try and find the new thing when See, I go into and the park. I was, you know, even before the internet, I mean, when I, I was coming here before the internet and, but I, the guidebooks, I poured out, you remember, I used to, those guidebooks were my Bible and I would pour over them and. Yeah, but at any time they could be a year or more old. And I had the Burnbaum guide at, when I first started coming, I think that was the only one available. And I read every word of it cover to cover, but they were never instantaneous there was no instagram where you could see the construction walls you showed up and something was different i think it's interesting is people are still you know traveling here and finding new stuff we were in epcot yesterday and the woman passed us by and said come on we're going to egypt (laughs) (laughs) we added a new land we didn't know about I have to say, I was in the parks uh, in the Magic Kingdom, actually, with Kathy last week. And Kathy is an early riser, so we were there almost when the park opened. And I, it had been so long for me to be in the Magic Kingdom in the morning, because I'm not a morning person, that seeing the cars on Main Street and seeing like the mayor out there and everything and the singing walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA, was like, wow, like I hadn't done this in so long that it almost was like feeling like a new person for the first time in a long time. So, um. Yeah. That, that makes me see. so happy because yeah. I watched that with you guys. You oh, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, Periscope, Periscope that. Yeah. If you guys aren't on Periscope, get on there and follow the Diz because seriously, I, my daughter and I were laying on the bed watching that, mm-hmm. and she says to me, "Mom, I don't have school today. Why are we not at Disney?" <laughs> and I looked at her and I said to her, "I can't really think of one valid reason why we're not at Disney. You want to go?" Explain to people what uh, Periscope is. So Periscope is Periscope is the coolest social media outlet where you can broadcast live from your cell phone. So I think it works on Android. I know it's it's on Apple, but Andro- I don't have a lot of familiarity with Android, so I'm not sure if it's on there. But you you can just go live and and broadcast. It's live streaming from wherever you are. So. Here we are, you know, random Friday morning hanging out, and I get a little ding on my phone that says the Diz just went live. So we click on it, and 
here they are right on Main Street, the trolley show. So everyone gets off the trolley. They're doing their dance. So incredibly cool, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I'm lucky enough that we, you know, my, my daughter's like, I can be packed in five minutes. I'm like, so can I. Let's go. And we did. We totally did. We got in the car and we drove down here. The cool thing about Periscope is it's not just something that, you know, websites do. This is something that an individual can do. So you as a person Definitely. can set up an account and mm-hmm. Periscope and, you know. Yeah. People can watch what you're doing, but Yeah, it's really it's really a, a great live feed. One of my favorite social media outlets actually. So, um, you know, you can go live on Facebook too, but Periscope is really cool. So, um, okay. So anyways, number 2, we've got random yet useful items to have for your trip. This one was started by Queen to Princess G on the theme parks, attractions and strategies forum. Now, this one just has different things that people have brought to the parks and what they use it for. So no matter how many times you've been on vacation to Walt Disney World, there's always something you can learn from someone else. So she's shared some great stuff that she brings, and then other folks are jumping in and sharing what they bring. Um, One thing I learned that was really great to bring was a a surge protector. So there's never enough outlets in hotels anymore, although some of the newer ones are upgrading their outlets to have USB as well. Love the ones that are doing that because really smart. A lot of them, I think, now have... Uh, on property anyway. Especially the renovated yeah. rooms. Huh? The renovated rooms. Do you want to know yeah. my favorite tip ever? Yes. Was to bring some of the lids from sodas you would get at McDonald's or Burger King, the one with the little hole in the middle. And okay. if you're coming in the summer, if your kid wants a Mickey bar or one of those ice pops, stick that up on the straw and it will stop drips. Uh, I think that's the best idea. That is Say this again. Fantastic. You buy, you know, when you get a disposable, you get a soda at a fast food place. Mm-hmm. You get the cover, and it has the hole for the straw. Mm-hmm. Save a couple of those and stick them in your pocket. And if you're coming during the summer, when your kids or you want a Mickey bar or one of those caduzies, I think they're called, mm-hmm. take the lid and pull it up on the straw, oh, about the handle. That's brilliant. And it, it is. I, I read it on that. I read it on one of those threads, and I thought, wow. That's brilliant. Somebody's really bright. That is really, And it stops drips. It keeps your kids clean. I think that's a great idea. Oh, my gosh. That's a great idea for me. Pretty soon, Disney will be selling a version of their own for only (laughs) $10.99. Really? That's right. (laughs) But I think it's like, I I love it when people are that clever. They're so clever and so creative, and there's so many things on this thread that I never, ever would have thought of. Right. So really a good one to to hop into. Um, And then last but not least, in our number one spot, for the month of January is the News Roundup. Yeah, this is a good one. News Roundup 2016, and this was started by our teats on the Disney Rumors and News Board. Anything that breaks, he's on it and and posts it right in that thread. So new happenings, he's always got stuff going on. He follows so many things, and he hops right in there and and posts them. And then lots of conversation going on about oh, each yeah. of the things. Yeah, it's a very active thread, yeah. and uh, I, I'm, I'm watching that thread all the time. Yeah, me too. It's a real good one. It's great. It's us- useful when we're doing the daily fix. Yeah. We can mm-hmm. we go on there. We can see what the latest thing is. See if is. we've missed anything, if yeah. there's something. That, yeah, absolutely. No, it's fantastic. Love it. Yeah, it's a good one. I have a feeling that's going to be a busy one all year. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Thank you, Jackie. That'll do it for our top five trip planning threads for January. We're going to move on, talk to Kevin, John, and Craig about their experience yesterday at the San Angel Inn. Okay. We went into this with some trepidation. We were had been there in the past and were not hopeful. Uh, we made a reservation, and I think they thought they were doing something really good for us. Uh, this reminds me very much of Blue Bayou in that you're eating in the dark for all intents and purposes. However, there's a little bit of light. There's a light on your table, and there is a white tablecloth, so you get a little bit of reflection. We were seated right up against the rivers of time. Mexico. River of Mexico. River of time, I think. <laughs> yes, the yeah. El Rio um, del Tiempo. I'm not. He speaks Spanish very well. After butchers English, after the Mexican (laughs) pavilion, how could you not? Um, It's. I don't know that this is the prime seat. First of all, the boats are in the dark. You're in the dark. It's dark. It's the. We were in the furthest table we could be from the entrance and also the restrooms. So it was a little bit inconvenient to get up and use the restroom. It was very, it was really hard to sort of get around. But she was very excited that we had a river seat. Right. Which I guess are highly coveted. They are. They are. Now, I have low vision issues. 
there are seats further back that are well lit where you could actually see what you're eating and read the menu. We all ordered via cell phone flashlight. All three of us had this. Um, the pictures that Craig is going to put up as we speak are all lit with either John's or my cell phone flashlight. Or a multiple of... Right, or three or four, three fl- uh, cell phone flashlights. Um, our server was very nice. He was there on time. It starts to go downhill after that. Um, we ordered the queso fundido. This is listed as melted cheese with chorizo. Ooh. Appetizing, ain't it? Well, I think I saw that in The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> it comes out as it's melted cheese, and on top of it is chorizo, poblano peppers, and onions. And it says it's served with flour tortillas. That's not true. It's served with little nacho chips. But it was this little arrangement of cheese and vegetables and sausage. And the man came over and said to us, have you ever had that before? And we said, no, and he attacked it with a knife and a fork. He says, you're supposed to mix it up so you get a bite of everything and everything. Great. So he mixed this up for us, and that's what it was. Um, That was what it looked like after he mixed it up? After he mixed it up. Oh, okay. I kind of wish we had the the shot beforehand, because beforehand it actually looked appetizing. Right. Kind of had this crispy little crust to it. He didn't give us any time. He He just jumped in. Like ninja. Um, Mexican ninja. I expected this when I read it. I expected this to be like a thing we would dip things into. And it's not that at all. It has the consistency of vulcanized rubber. And you have to (laughs) cut it with a knife and a fork. And then you have to put it on something. It's not, I mean, there's no dipping. (laughs) It's like a pool of almost dry rubber cement. Um, I can tell you, I always judge how was it by more than a half of this went back. Mm. And when you send back melted cheese, <laughs> something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. However, if one person ate all of this by themselves, I think they would also be going into heart surgery immediately <laughs> after. You can see the oil. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Is the grease? Uh, the oil there is pretty significant. Iriso is like all. But they, I don't. I expected a dip. I mean, if I go to the local Mexican restaurant and I order, you know, queso, queso you get right. things you can cheese, dip, you can dip right. something. Now, this, there's no dipping. We also had, um, we ordered the soup of the day, which is Sapa Azteca, and that's traditional tortilla soup served with fried tortilla strips, avocado cheese, and pasilla pepper. This looks a little more appetizing. It was pretty much room temperature dishwater. I've never had a soup that had no discernible flavor whatsoever. Room temperature dishwater. I don't know if, if anybody cooks, you use a beef stock or a chicken stock. That's what the flavor was. Beef stock. It was, there was no, no flavor, flavor to this at all. And I thought Mexican flavors are kind of forward. You know, there's all kinds of flavors. Um, I will say this. I did eat the stuff out of it. I scooped out the avocado and there was a piece of chicken. And that was flavorful. But the soup itself had absolutely no flavor. Wow. We also ordered quesadillas rebozadas. And all I can tell you is they tell like they they tasted like sweat and feet. <laughs> These are battered corn quesadillas stuffed with huiralocha corn, mushrooms, and queso fresco topped with sour. Cream. It looked like something a giant sneezed out of his nose. These are not big things either. They're tiny. They're probably. Two inches by one inch? Yeah. These are not big. Now, these were a $13. And I want to say this, too. This this picture makes them look much better than when they were in the dark. One of them was eaten. One went bad. Yeah. And my favorite appetizer was Craig's. He had a dish very much indigenous to Mexico. He had enchilada Cesar. <laughs> Caesar salad. <laughs> Cesar. Caesar salad. Cesar. But it is. It's enchilada Cesar. Um, if you get a good Caesar salad, you can taste the difference. This was Craig described it best. You know when you go in the market and you can. I should let Craig describe Craig it. I, yeah, I, um, I I love Caesar salad. However, uh, I immediately pinpointed what it tasted like. It it just felt like they went and got one of the pre-bagged Caesar salad mixes that you can get at Publix, Walmart, anywhere. They mixed all the ingredients up together and then just threw it down on the plate, topped it off with little cheese and croutons. And that's that's all it was. It wasn't bad. It just, for $10 for it, 
I mean, you can mm-hmm. get three bags for that price. It also didn't seem fresh. The the uh, lettuce seemed a little wilty to yeah, me. Yeah, oh, it was. It was sad. Okay, we're moving on. For lunch, Craig, what did you order? I forget. I had the uh, the tacos, tacos oh, carne. Oh, tacos de carne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John had... Combination Mexicano. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. So, wait. Let's ruminate on this for a minute. Please bring that picture back up. Combination, co- combination Mexicana. So, this is one of the chef's specialties on the list. The description is braised short ribs topped with chili, pasilla sauce over poblano corn rajas. Rojas? Rojas. Uh, R-A-J-A-S. Grilled shrimp atop battered chili relleno stuffed with black beans and queso fresco, smothered with chipotle tomato sauce, a green tomatilla chicken tamale topped with crema mexicana. So this first thing came out, and it pretty much looked like they scooped it out of the litter box. (laughs) Can you see these two cat turds on top of this, whatever this pile of stuff is? (laughs) Those are shrimp cooked beyond... Any recognition of what a shrimp should be. <laughs> the thing on the far right, again, reminiscent of our uh, appetizer, tasted of feet and B.O. Oh, there's a lot of feet on this. There's uh... a lot of feet, Mexican feet. <laughs> and the thing in the middle, the short rib, was actually quite tasty. That was the sort of winner of the dish. That was a very uh, tasty piece of meat. I enjoyed it. I actually finished all of that. However, this dish was $30. Yes, $30. I had the enchiladas verde de pollo, and that was corn tortillas filled with pulled chicken covered with green tomatilla sauce, topped with sour cream, queso fresco, and onions, served with rice and refried refried black beans. Did you ever order Chinese food and have leftover rice and put it in the refrigerator thinking, oh, I'll eat that tomorrow, and you take it out, and all of a sudden it's, like, crispy? My rice was day-old Chinese food rice. It was crispy. Mm. It had been sitting around a while. Um, my chicken things, I don't know if you can see it, but they're topped with little slices of raw red onion. Mm-hmm. The raw red onion was the best part of my dish. Oof. These are bad. These, These are really bad. Again, How there were sour. three of them about two and a half inches long. My dish was $19. There were three of us at the table, and one of those went back. The other two were split up with tastings. Just, it, it was not good. Um, Craig had the winner. Yeah, the, uh, the um, forget the actual uh, the name on the menu, but essentially they were just uh, steak tacos uh, served with avocado on top, a little bit of greens, uh, some type of spicy Chipotle sauce. pepper sauce. Chipotle pepper sauce. And then also with the, the rice that I just now noticed had peas in it. I've never had... Spanish rice with peas in it, but that was interesting. And then the uh, fried rice, (laughs) kind of. (laughs) Then the uh, black beans topped with the the cheese. Um, The tacos were excellent, actually. I really loved them, Uh, and the beans weren't that bad either. It was just the price of it. Uh, I could, if I paid ten dollars for it outside at the stand and got those three tacos, I would feel like that was a great bargain. But at $22... $22 for that yeah. plate? And they, that doesn't do it justice. These are not big. These are basically fit in the palm of my hand. Yeah, they're that's, three-inch that's tortillas. That's, I was just going to say, that's giving them a lot of credit. Lot of credit. However, they were very tasty, and we were very thankful that Craig ordered this, because we all got <laughs> one. We each got one. <laughs> like, oh, my God, thank God I can eat something. Um, we have a chain here in Orlando called uh, Tijuana Flats. We've talked about it before. Uh, Tijuana Flats, John and I can go in and feast and come out like roll to the car fall for $22. This, it's very hard. I understand you're on Disney property and things are more expensive and you're in a theme park. This is not well-prepared food. My rice should not be crispy. The last time I ate there, which has been a while, uh, the last time I ate there, uh, I consider, I said it was it was one step up from frozen dinner. Um, you can tell that I've said this many, many times. You can tell that someone has taken some time to cook this. And I think to myself, it takes just as long to cook bad food as it does to take cook good food. I have to think that someone in the back doesn't care that my rice is crispy. Once the rice gets crispy, it should be thrown away. It's not fresh. It's no longer viable. 
I mean, I don't eat the rice out of my refrigerator the next day. I always think I'm going to, but I never do because it's crispy. Um, so, Part we, of me wonders if they saute it because they're making it like fried rice kind of. So yeah, but that's not what they're, they're listing it as. Fridgy. They're listing it as rice with free, fried, refried black beans. And it's not even, the rice wasn't the worst part. I thought most of the stuff we ate was inedible. It had a sour taste to it. It had a bad taste to it. I mean, come on. We're big guys, and we sent that food back. Mm. And I mean, you know, we're not shy about eating. Now, we've also, that's where we met our listener, Chris, and we said to Chris, how was your dinner? And he goes, he, I liked mine. So I don't have any idea of what Chris ordered, but I do have to tell you that another opinion in the restaurant was his food was okay. However, he was sitting someplace where there was more light. Um, the trick? The tables turned. We ordered dessert. And there are four desserts offered. Three of them were very, very popular at our table. One of them was chocolate drywall. Um, chocolate drywall. <laughs> was their version of a chocolate mousse. It nowhere near represented a chocolate mousse at all. There was no moisture in it whatsoever. It was kind of like brown chalk. The best part about it was the whipped cream and the raspberry on top. Underneath, you know, you dig into a chocolate mousse, you're expecting something rich and smooth and chocolatey. No. I did find one chocolate chip in it, I, and that, that added a little bit of extra flavor to it. He ate it in the dark, so we're not entirely sure it was a chocolate <laughs> chip. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, chip and Dale might have gotten loose in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> Making those little Cheez-Its. Um, another one was crema. Bavaria. It was ger- or creamy Bavarian mousse. Again, a Mexico specialty. <laughs> um, served with mixed berries, cinnamon, orange liqueur, and vanilla sauce. All right, so I have an issue. Okay. Are you going to say what you said? I'm going to say what I said. I have a thing about desserts, all right? Okay, I know I'm weird. I know it's me. You know, so please don't base your opinion on my, my phobias. I don't like my desserts wobbly. And I especially don't like my desserts liquid. This was a combination of both. This was this gelatinous cube sitting in a puddle of its own pus. <laughs> and I immediately, I could not, I was like, oh, the gag reflex started. Oh, no. And these guys are, oh, there's the best thing I ever had. And Craig and I loved it. Craig, was it the best thing you ate yesterday? Uh, it was, <laughs> I mean, the, the tacos five? were good for the desserts. This was actually the standout dessert. I mean, it was just like eating and cinnamon goodness. the longer goodness. it sat there, the more of its own secretions it made. And I thought, <laughs> you guys are eating this. This is the thing that in the home, they hid my grandfather's pills in to make him eat it. <laughs> it was vile, vile. Oh. <laughs> I expected something like a flan, and a flan is much more liquidy, much more. See, I'm kind of with John. I don't want any dessert with the consistency of phlegm. Exactly. This didn't. This was more. Looks like though. This was more. This had much more to do with um, mousse. This was like an organized mousse. It was very thick, it was very creamy, and it was covered with cinnamon. And the orange liqueur that it was in... Oh, please take that picture away. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Craig and I liked it. You guys did. You liked it very much. All right. The other desserts were um, mousse de chocolate. We did mousse de chocolate. Um, Gelato de dulce de leche. It was caramel ice cream. And it could have been Edie's caramel ice cream. It was... Craig and I ate all of it. It was caramel ice cream. How, how can you go wrong there? It, and it was much better than the caramel ginger that we had in China. Much, the well, flavor, flavor was actually here. Yeah, right. It tasted like caramel. Caramel. Um, and the last dessert was pastel de queso. I am murdering the Spanish it language. Cheesecake. It was cheesecake topped with caramel sauce. Caramel sauce cajeta, cajeta, topped with almonds. It was cheesecake. And it was okay. It was an and okay the fruit cheesecake. And the plates was good. Yeah. And fresh and cold. Um, I found the cheesecake, the third, at least, well, no, the last one was the mousse. This was four or three, and the ice cream and the Bavaria cream were good. We ate all of our desserts, <laughs> except that chocolate mousse thing that went back. Uh, how much was dinner? With tables in Wonderland, with the tip included, it came to $157 for the three of us. $50 a person for lunch. We did, we did over-order. 
We had some extra stuff for for appetizers and for desserts. To be fair, but there was no. I alcohol doubt three or people like would that. usually order for desserts or right. for appetizers, but we wanted to try everything, so it is padded a little bit. Um, my opinion: this is the second. Can I worst, see the menu? Oh, sure. This is the second worst meal behind Tony's so far. As Tony's as still as is well. the best. And then this is the Tony's was not the best. I mean, the yeah, worst. No, just taking a the look. The best of the worst. Just worst taking a look at the at the menu. You're looking at lunch entrees that are 22, 20, 24, 26, 27, 19. So, I, I mean, this is easily going to be a thirty-five to forty dollar a person lunch. Easily. And for the person who asked, I always ask if I can take a copy of the menu, and I've never been denied. Anytime I am denied a copy of the menu, I take a photo and put it on my cell phone. Someone wrote to our podcast account and wanted to know if we were stealing menu. menus. I ask, but you know, I, I I don't understand the appeal of this place. I don't think the the area, atmosphere. The atmosphere is not conducive to having a nice meal. I understand it might be cool to sit near, you know, Donald, Donald Trump's wall by Mexico that he's going to build. <laughs> That's why we go because he, he you know, we're the wall. such Disneyland people. We love the Blue Bayou and we love to be by the water, but it's very different in Mexico. You don't. Hear what can you see in Blue Bayou? <laughs> your hand in, in front of your face. In Blue Bayou, no. Oh, gosh. I set my cell phone I down on a black book. table one day and spent forty minutes looking for it. Oh, wow. I said, because there's no lights on. Yeah. I set a black cell phone on that black table, and we kind of had to, you know, touch every inch okay, of the and table. It, apparently, there is a theme, though. You know, dimly lit restaurants near uh, River Rides uh, suck. <laughs> Pretty Because much. Blue Bayou sucks, and this place sucks. So, um, And yeah, so in, the, in general, we thought the food was very bad. There were some highlights. There were some bright spots. Perhaps if we ordered differently, we might have come out ahead. The food, as Craig said, the food out at the um, fast food is a third of the price. Oh, yeah, the cantina, yeah. And it's got to be better. Yeah, I think. At a third of the price, it's already better. Yeah, the the cantina outside the quick service, uh, I think that's the best place if you want Mexican there. I agree. Someone has just recently posted on the boards and asked if the food in Epcot was authentic to the land or was it dumbed down for Western tastes. It is dumbed, dumbed down, down for Western no question. tastes. I don't think you find much authentic. Uh, I, I've eaten in Norway where they had a special um, holiday buffet and you could get reindeer and all this other stuff on it. And I think that might have been closer to it. But for the most part, any place you go is an Americanized version of whatever country you're in. All right. So. So you missed it? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys very much. Sorry that it was a disappointing meal. I'll try and do better. Coral reef next week. Oh. I told you, I am done. I have done the coral reef three times, and it has gotten progressively worse. This is where I got the little can of tat cat food and the sad little crab cake. I'm done with the coral reef. They're not getting my money again. Have uh-uh. you ever had a spinach salad at La Hacienda? Well, I'll find some place in Epcot. Is that the other side? Yes. I've never been to that. If you side. haven't had a spinach salad at La Hacienda, you haven't lived. It's the best. I'm guessing I'm not going to agree right from what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will. Unless there's money in it. I'm probably not going to be thrilled. I'll find something for us for next week. All right. Well, thank you guys for the review. Thank you guys for joining us. That is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition (laughs) of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week.